0: is Pub Request live from the heart of Brooklyn. Pub Request is an hour-long podcast where we talk about everything in and relating to technology. Starring three techno experts, Eric Newman, hi, Chris Grabowski, How you doing? and Tyler Dinner. Hey there. This week's episode, Just the Basics. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another Pull Request. My name is Eric Newman, and to the left of me is Chris Krabowski in his apartment a few blocks away. Hi, how are you?
1: Doing all right. How about you? Good. How are your hands? Uh, in a slight bit of pain, but they're okay. I don't know if we've told the audience that you had massive wrist surgery. I have not had the surgery yet, and I might not need it exactly, but I have carpal tunnel in both my wrists. Carpal tunnel.
0: While you're still in your 20s. Mm Mm-hmm. That, uh... I listen as someone that's been using a computer for almost as long as you have. I I totally. I want to say I feel your pain, but I don't because it hasn't affected me yet. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, to your left is Tyler Dinner, also a few blocks away from Christian. How are you, Tyler? I'm good, thanks. The side of the neighborhood's pretty good. <laughs> that's good. Could you get a little closer to the microphone? I can't hear you that well. Sure, buddy. Wonderful, wonderful. Well,
2: how you guys doing?
0: I um. You guys told me something interesting yesterday, or was it Friday? Uh. My phone was compromised.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. Ooh. I don't know if it's actually,
0: if it, I mean, I have to turn off the music, it's very serious. But, you know, an iPhone at that. An iPhone. I mean, my, my dad notoriously knows how to break electronics, and it's no, and his headphone had had some ransomware on it years ago, and it didn't really surprise me at all. But for me, I mean, that's really dramatic. It just, I can't believe it. How does it even happen?
1: So, to uh, get back to the conversation from last week, while you don't watch porn on your iPad, it's pretty clear you watch porn on your phone.
0: Oh, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> and laughing over there, of course, to Christian's wonderful joke is our studio audience. Hi, guys. How are you doing? <laughs> wonderful. We keep them, as you know, in a Tupperware container during the week, and we let them out on Sundays just for us. And it is a nice day today, even though I haven't gone outside. Have you guys gone outside today?
1: Uh, early, early this morning. And how was that? Pretty good. It was a run. So, you know, I, I, I don't really stop and smell the flowers. Oh. But.
0: You know, that's so funny because I, I can't do that because I'm allergic to the pollution.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There, there was, uh, a, I, I think it was one family of uh, Latinos cooking on the street corner that managed to take up the entire corner. I was impressed.
0: Wow. Well, that's uh, something that we don't necessarily want to talk about too much on our podcast. But why? I was
1: just saying it was a Latino. Oh, fan. I don't know the way that you the way that you said it. Uh, anyway, I, I, I little, well, it was a little Archie it. bunkery. I don't know. I, I didn't mean anything by it. I just meant that Latino family <laughs> like, that managed to take up an entire street corner with a cookout. It was impressive. Paint you into a corner. It's okay to mention the race if you like their food. Yeah, All right, it, meathead. It was a, it was a right. compliment. I don't I, I don't understand. Yeah. Uh-huh. I had really good Chinese for He was very I eloquent.
0: I don't
2: know what the problem
0: was. Now, uh, <laughs> right off the top, there's something disturbing that I read uh, on, on the new, in the news this week and it's something uh, that Google in their inevitable quest to make, sorry, interminable uh, interminable quest to make web design progressively harder to do. Uh, Chrome, did you it's know that Google that. owns the .dev TLD. First, there is a real .dev top-level domain. Yep. Uh, Yeah, and Google purchased it. Yep. And uh, I, re- I, ra- I ran into money. this issue a few times earlier, uh, where it gave me an issue, uh, where it gave me a warning that basically is a progenitor to this: Chrome to force .dev domains to HTTPS via preloaded HSTS. And that HSTS stands for HTTP, which is another acronym: Strict Transport Security Header. Best.
1: Yes, basically Chrome's enforcing HTTPS. On everything, which Including .dev, yeah, which yeah. is your local machine. No, you're thinking dev. Dot.
0: Well, I mean, no, that, actually. .dev
1: is a regular TLD.
0: It is a regular, it, it is a regular TLD, uh, but it hasn't. I've been using .dev longer than .dev has existed as a TLD. And you can just do that by uh, ha- editing your host file. But sure. the thing is, is that Chrome doesn't
1: even care about that anymore. No, now it, you have to have. And rightfully sorry. so. This is a great thing.
0: No, it's completely unnecessary. You don't need to have your local host run SSL. absolutely Why is it good,
2: Christian?
1: Why? Because SSL takes time to actually use. So if you're trying to build a website, you're going to understand, hey, a request takes this long. Part of that request is to encrypt and decrypt traffic. It's something that you should know while you're developing. You shouldn't just be, like, blindly developing and then all of a sudden, oh, let me slap on this thing. It's kind of CPU-intensive.
0: Yeah, but the way that your SSL is configured on locally is going to be completely different than how it's configured in production, anyway.
1: Well, that's a uh, you problem. You shouldn't. Okay.
2: Good lessons.
0: Good lesson. Okay. So what? You just virtualized the production. That's why you keep
1: telling me to use yeah virtual machines. Yeah. Imagine that, huh?
2: <laughs> imagine like that. Uh, this is anyway, Kubernetes solves. Exactly. No, yeah, not, you just well, have to run Kubernetes, Kubernetes
1: on your no, on your computer. You can. There's Minikube, but not necessarily Kubernetes. Just uh, like Vagrant, Docker, any of these things where it's just taking an environment and you can move it from place to place. Sure.
0: Yes. And All right. Yeah. And uh, what is it? Uh, just to be, uh, just to add one more thing that uh, I mean, it is an extra step. To people that have had LAMP sites running on their computer for a long time, and they just create a new virtual host, and now they have to do all this stuff. You can, you can self-sign a certificate and put it into Apache. It's not that big of a deal, but it is something that only Chrome seems to care about right now, as they're trying Firefox to push the well. future of the web. For .dev?
1: Yes, for all domains. Also Edge. The only one that's not doing this is Safari, because Safari's the new IE.
0: Right, and, and support for Safari was just removed... From Spotify. Yep. Because it's the new Internet Explorer. Yep. Well. Um. Anyway, to go back, uh, how did I, I'm still I'm still kind of floored. How did my phone? What did I do? Is that even? I mean, the thing that is, it's. I don't even know if it's actually making calls, but I guess you got
1: a real phone call for me. Yeah, we both did. And when you picked it up, what happened? It was an automated call. I had a uh, telemarketer call trying to sell. But me it was s- automated. Yeah, they were trying to sell me solar panels. But it was automated. Yes. It wasn't a live person. It was automated. Interesting. But
2: it tried to make it sound like it was a live person. Yeah. It would try yeah. to respond with what you're saying. Second
1: time I got a, what sounded like a radio show guy trying to give me a, a uh, award. That could have been me. I mean, No, it, it wasn't you. It sounded a lot like you. And <laughs> it stressed syllables. Like well, let me tell you night. something,
0: Christian. I just wanted to tell you that really eligible for this nice award over here. It's coming to ride right by real fast.
1: Is it like that? No, it's slow speaking, but it's like your, hello, kind of stuff going on. Like from Seinfeld? Hello! Well, more so how, like, you do the show intro. So it could have been me. Anyway,
0: um, let's see. Uh, Oh, one other thing. Uh, Actually, we can talk about that later. Uh, There was that hurricane, the big hurricane, last week, as uh, I died. (laughs) creating coverage for it for our wonderful show and um it all my family in south florida are fine they're all fine uh my mom wasn't even without power for that long my dad uh lives right by the beach and there was a giant sand dune that that insulates his apartment and his block of apartments from the beach and half of that sand dune was just moved in front of his apartment but there was no water damage or anything else so that's good it is. Uh, my best friend drove to Gainesville, um, and which was a mistake uh, because the f- storm moved further west. But by the time it got up to Gainesville, it was uh, much weaker anyway. Uh, it wasn't... I-, I don't know what happened to the parts of Florida where nobody lives where it's actually really strong. And everyone in the Keys, their houses are on stilts anyway. Hmm. So
2: No, the Keys got destroyed. No, I mean, I don't know if that's actually true.
0: I know that there are a lot of, like, bridges... ...that haven't been maintained that might have got messed up. But people in the Keys, I mean, they do, they do realize where they are. And if, if their houses are already on stilts, then they kind of know, and a lot of them have little boats. A lot of them kind of know what might happen. And if you don't heed the warnings to evacuate, then you... I don't know. They literally said, the National Weather Service from Key West said, with asterisks, This is as real as it gets. Leave. We can't get any, say it any plainer than that. So, but yeah. it's fine. Everything's all fine. Anyway, Christian, because it's a Sunday night, that means it's time for our GitHub Issues of the Week. Our first GitHub Issue of the Week comes to us from Elasticsearch. Post filter not applied to collapse, uh, to field collapsing inner hits. Um, they say, I recently started using the new field collapsing functionality and I noticed that the search post underscore filter is not applied to the inner hits. This was surprising behavior to me because the post filter applies to the collapse search hits just in just fine and I did not see anything wrong, or I did not see anything that said it wouldn't work. However, I'm not 100% sure that if this would be a bug or enhancement. What is What is this?
1: Well, so... Uh, to understand the skit to understand Elasticsearch, which... And
0: as someone who tried to make it work for Where Am I and failed, I don't.
1: (laughs) Well,
2: simplify it for me for what you have to understand about Elasticsearch. Sure.
1: Actually, this part is one of the more simple parts of Elasticsearch, which is uh, kind of like the the large picture of it. And that is that this, unlike most databases where you have a data structure and you have records that you put into it, uh, all Elasticsearch does is actually create indexes out of your text based on these filters and the idea here is you have a filter doing a collapse uh which is a common uh term for functional programming and it's just that it's not working on uh let me double check here
0: is uh, is a collapse like a multi-dimensional array into a single dimensional
1: array not not that sense think of it like a. um the right way.
0: Allows collapse to search results based on field values. The collapsing is done by selecting only the top sorted document per collapse key. For instance, the query below retrieves the, last, or the best tweet for each user and sorts them by number of likes. Wow, I wish Elasticsearch would work for me. It seems pretty cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, Elasticsearch is really cool. It is hard to get running because of it, re- it requires a lot of memory, a bit of storage. And,
0: and so how do you run that locally? Of course, You're trying to emulate your production environment.
1: So it's easier to run it locally. Uh, it's really easy, easiest to run it in Docker just because you can t- tell it has tell it a specific, specific amount of RAM as opposed to just running on your host and then it tries to take up all your RAM and then it tells you, oh, you only have 16 gigs. I need like 50. But
0: but if it's still telling you that when you limit the number of RAM, the amount of RAM oh, in the when Docker you, image, When you limit
1: it, it's saying, okay, I can't go above this, so I can't overcommit. I'll just take what I can get.
0: Gotcha. And, uh, not, so, post-filter not applied to field collapsing inner hits. I don't even know. I don't even really know what this is. Uh, someone replies, I think the reason why this happens is because the collapse selector is executed before the filtered collector in query phrase hash execute. Uh, oh. Is, is before the, before the filtered collector. Uh, the collector chain is reversed when it is built from factories So the filtered connector is before the top docks collector And works fine on the collapsed hits This issue is about applying the post filter to expand To expand phase Currently it's just ignored And I agree it should be applied so it's a bug And then I, Oh I forgot the chain is reversed Did he just reverse the Order of events
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yep Oh, Great so he had it backwards that was the whole thing Yep well, that's just cool. <laughs> it is cool. Yes, of course. Wonderful. And now it's time for our next GitHub issue of the week. <clears throat> it didn't need all that intro. In React, that's our wonderful, fam- famous favorite JavaScript library that uh, keeps requires extra. Keeps for more. Keeps coming back for more and uh, keeps stealing more rights. Uh, or claiming more rights than it should
1: Anyway It just has a thing yeah. about
0: patents, about patents. Uh, No, but I, and I was going to mention We'll talk about this later WordPress uh, is removing React from the WordPress core Which I, hadn't, I didn't know that they had used it Because of this patent stuff But we'll talk about that in a minute you know Anyway, who uses WordPress? Me Aquafats. In React, 15.6 and greater On Safari only Unchanged is not Well, that's your problem using Safari Okay Next, get... I mean... It's almost as bad as saying on Windows, this doesn't work. Yeah. Really? I mean, okay, what is the current behavior? Because I've had issues like this in Safari, just regular JavaScript. Uh, When running functional tests using Selenium in the Safari web driver... Oh, that's great. uh, Using the send keys method doesn't trigger an on-change event of an input field. This This appears to be on Safari only, however. I've tested in Chrome and Safari. The result is that the app doesn't see the text in the input form fields. In our case, we can't even log in when running our automation test because the username field thinks it's empty. Is this actually React's...
1: I don't even know. Well, there's a lot of conversation to this, so I'm super curious.
0: Well, there's there's uh, three elements here. You've got React, you've got Safari, and then you've got the Safari web driver for Selenium. Is this and... uh,
1: Jay Quince, you? Because it sounds a lot like what you're saying. Oh.
0: Uh, my experience of older Safari driver is fairly flaky. I'm not sure how the input changes in fi- 15.6 could break anything, though. I don't say though like that. We were running a few tests on older Safari with older driver and not seeing this issue as well. Does anyone have an idea on how to narrow it down a bit? So, I'm going to guess it's probably something with the Safari web driver. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, because if it's not working... I mean, if, the, if this problem doesn't exist in Chrome and Firefox, and or, or I mean, they haven't even mentioned Internet Explorer, <laughs> but... If they, you know, if they, if this bug only exists in Safari, then you have to look at the Safari specific things. And I don't want to say that the JavaScript framework is really at, at, at fault here. It's probably the proprietary, or not proprietary, but virtually. You getting a phone call?
1: Uh, it's my door. It's weird.
0: Oh, I didn't order any pizza. You want it? Let's see who it is. Hello.
2: Do you have any music for this experience, Eric? No. no.
1: That was a bad musical choice. Door. Who was it? That was a wrong number. A wrong, oh. Well, wrong apartment. Wrong wrong apartment. Hey, is this, is this, uh, is
0: this 7C? No, this is 4A. Oh, thank you. It's on the door. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally, oh, my thumb was covering up the button. Oh, okay. Is
2: this uh, 36D?
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's see, Safari Driver Internals, uh, is on GitHub.
1: So, I think it's a What selenium? happened to your, uh, soundproof apartment there, Christian? Yeah, no, it's the pizza guy who, like, clearly... Oh. for. But, um... Man, I don't hear sh- porno a, music a on here. This guy has an attack dog. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it sounds like it's actually the Selenium hmm. Safari Driver.
0: Yeah. I think so. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, let's keep moving. Uh, the next GitHub issue comes to us from MongoDB. MongoDB
1: performance Not improvements. Mongo. Not Mongo.
0: Mango. Excuse me. God damn it.
1: God damn it. Well, Christian. you gotta or look what's at what's the difference. You gotta look at what MongoDB is. Is that tropical Mongo? No, even better. It's a single file of code. Uh huh. That just includes Mongo. Nope. But a
0: database that operates at a cloud scale.
1: Just open up the server.py and you'll see Mango dot oh sorry. Uh
0: okay, server.py and there's looks like there's code. It's forty
1: three lines long. Yes. So every every uh n- uh network call just receives a hello in all caps. Or a buy. and uh then uh while true, uh just write uh stuff from uh uh dev view random into a, a file. Oh,
0: this doesn't actually... Does this actually do anything, or is this a joke?
1: This is a joke, making fun of MongoDB.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You do know that with the fragmentation of JavaScript libraries, it makes it harder to find this as a joke, because there really could be a
1: MongoDB. Oh, yeah, isn't there a Yayo or something? Something like that. That's why we're living in the post...
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. there is, there is. I, I, I have that saved somewhere. Yes, yeah. No, and then, um, and that's a folk of N- fork of Node.
1: Yep. All it? because, yeah. all because the guy who created A O J S felt that the uh, Node uh, Foundation was um, mean to them.
0: Well, I mean, that's how A M D started. There were a bunch of disaffected Intel
1: people, engineers, but that and that then would, they left. They, they had legitimate reasons. The, these guys. Oh, have, okay, but these it's guys are like know, uh, the Node folks don't like our ideas.
0: They like, pi- they like pineapple on pizza, and I don't. Basically, Man. basically. Well, Okay, should I even read this?
1: No, it, it was no. a joke. <laughs> okay. Funny.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, our next issue comes to us from bars. No, not bars, that's Xanax rail. See, that's a joke. Active Record joins interchanging the arguments. What? Active Record joins interchanging
1: the arguments. This guy's uh, first language doesn't seem to be English. What is active record? Actually, I feel like I know what this is. Actually, Tyler, you want to do take this one?
2: Oh yeah, Rails. Oh hey, Tyler. Yeah, let me pull up
1: this. You actually, uh... <laughs> you actually work on Rails stuff.
2: <laughs> oh, boy, active record. Uh, blah blah blah. Well, setup. When, when, why don't
1: you uh, tell the uh, audience what is active record, yeah. Tyler?
2: This is a lot of code to just look at. Um, <laughs> you don't have to active look at record.
0: the code. What is active record?
2: Active record uh, sets up the, the relationship between the controller and the database on Rails. So,
0: so it's I, like a controller it's like it's like a database abstraction layer
1: yeah, it's the ORM okay exactly
0: gotcha uh, uh, so active uh, record joins interchanging the arguments oh and uh, do these comments actually mean anything like they would in other ORms?
2: Was
1: like they just telling you what's going on. What okay, are, No, I'm serious. What are I'm are serious. lies on comments. Um, the one that Symphony uses in oh, PHP. That's not. That's not real code. <laughs> eh,
0: funny. No, but I mean, it's it, like they literally have database schemas in comments that you just never see. That's gross. So, it is gross because you because that's not what you look for, and you spend an hour looking for why this it's not. You're not. Uh, inserting the right type into the database, and it's hidden in the comments. I can
1: understand having C code in comments, because that's how everybody does a FFI. Interesting.
0: Well, uh, okay, so uh, interchanging the arguments, uh, is this class rate plan basically extends application record?
1: What is the less
0: than in Rails?
1: Uh, yeah, that's extends, basically.
0: Okay. Uh Query rate plan details, rate plan detail.joins, rate plan where, rate plan, and it gives some interest and some stuff. Expected Um, behavior. This is hard to read out loud. No, this is
2: very difficult. I deal with stuff like this at work sometimes, and and even things that are smaller than this. This is a pretty big query, and he's having a random issue with Rails with it that other people can't reproduce. So this is nothing that any of us can just sit through and say, oh, it's probably this or that. Uh, It's a lot going on. (laughs)
1: <laughs> what what is going on? Uh, well, He's they're querying rate, uh, rate plan details, and they're looking to get the rate plan from the the rate plan details, which is very odd. Normally, you say, get, "Give me a rate plan and bring and join the details into it," but this is like uh, uh, the trial. Well, the,
0: but it is doing an inner join, inner join rate plans yeah. on rate plans ID where rate plans equals yeah, ID
1: equals doing an inner join, but in the sense that like. The, the right semantics here are you query for the parent and uh, join the ch- child data. But he's, do you think- he's doing query, the, query for the child and join the parent data. Do you
0: think that is something that he's doing explicitly, or is that something that, that's how it's being translated by the ORM into SQL code?
1: I wonder if it's like some uh, weird way he's got his uh, Rails framework set up that he has to do it this way.
0: Because he's not actually writing the
1: SQL code. Ex- N- right. right? No. no, no. Exactly. This, uh, active record, part of what active record does is output right. the it, SQL it, it code. It's the abstraction <laughs> layer. Right. So if it's
0: not, if the SQL code that's generated isn't correct, then it might be the, I don't know. I, I mean, it. It's, it, the, the the code to do this is, looks pretty simple, but it just isn't, isn't being uh, translated properly into SQL.
2: Yeah, there's probably some simple Rails helper function that you could find somewhere digging around that would, you know, give them what you're looking for. Or it can be as simple as just a, a flag or, or some flag that you're missing anywhere in, uh like, the routes or the, or the way that just your Rails stuff is set up. Rails is really touchy like that.
1: Uh,
0: Rails. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, and the since magic it's still, isn't
2: oh, working just the way we want it to in Rails in this situation.
0: <laughs> huh. Uh... What database adapter are you using? Also, are you using any extra gems which might, which might monkey patch Active Record? Yeah, that's a good thing to question. And there's no responses. It's uh, two days old. Okay, moving so on continue. to our last two GitHub it. issue <laughs> of the week. <laughs> Our last GitHub issue of the week comes to us from System D. The PID re- reuse rates window can be held open arbitrarily long for scope units with after equals. Uh, submission type request for enhancement. SystemD version, the issue has been seen with code analysis on version 234.3545.67890. No, wait. Uh, you, anyway. you don't have to
1: read this. Version 234, Fedora word. 26. Uh, it's... Uh, what's going on I forget what it is but it's like how many days since some certain release but Uh-oh. um yeah so in the bug report it's uh, showing that uh just running an ad hoc service and that it's uh doing a race for uh being able to uh grab a specific pid so there is a feature that I never really understood the appeal of where you can use the same pid over again gotcha what does after equals mean after is uh, a way of um, controlling uh, the dependency tree in System D for boot process. So is it like a
0: hook or
1: sorta? Uh, system D has this whole thing of like a before, after, wanted by, uh, our, um, uh, so is it like lifecycle events? Uh, so it's it's boot order. So you can say after this particular service is booted, run this service. Or, before this particular service is booted, run this service. Or, I need this uh, particular service up in order to uh, boot this service.
0: Gotcha. And so, the reuse race window can be held open arbitrarily long. What is that? So, a window spawns when one of these... I thought this happened in the background.
1: The top one is, and that's the point, is because it's happening in the background... The the window of which uh to get this PID uh is uh being held open for who knows how long.
0: Oh I see. So it's supposed to just run and then go away and it's still open.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Why would you want to reuse PIDs? Um simple files uh for k- uh killing and managing uh processes outside of your init controller, I guess. Okay.
0: Um Let's see, systemd-run shows that scope units are not accepted from after. For example, and they give some example. Do you want me to read that? No, or not necessarily. Okay. It sounds beautifully elegant that this is able to work, until you realize that the C group is only created and populated once the unit is started. Populated using numeric process identifiers, which are subject to reuse if the process terminates between now and then. Well, that also makes sense. Uh, since the above commands appear to work so naturally, we should aim to exclude this wide race window somehow. At minimum, by documenting the issue so that other people can think twice before creating other situations like this. Uh, and then, just goes on. Uh, what is this? The response is the, the 2 to the 31st. Oh, but the AI UI and other race windows tend to be quite narrow. Hence, the probability of such issues is low, given 2 to thirty one. Space of PID. So he's, I guess, talking about possible collisions. Uh, the, their impact might be reduced during shutdown as the victims might be newly spawned processes, but many native system D service units will not need any new process in order to achieve shutdown. Uh, and it's actually, instead of 2 to the 31st, it's actually ha- half of that? 2 to the 15th? Less than half. Um, and uh, I don't know. What do you think, Christian? What do you have to say about this?
1: Uh, it seems like a legitimate bug. PIDs are, are very weird, and in fact, it's actually two to the fifteen. In actuality, that's
0: what I—that's what I said. Yeah, it's uh, on the two to the thirty-first. It's, it's uh, the comment was it's actually oh, okay. two to the fifteenth. Okay, less than half in real life. Um, and,
1: uh, so uh, it is very useful to reuse PIDs because you hit that max. But uh, really. Yeah. So, say you run into the maximum. Oh crap! Yeah, that's thirty-two thousand seven hundred sixty-eight.
0: I should have known that. Yeah, and then
1: what do you do after that? Sixty-four thousand five hundred
0: thirty-six. Sixty-five five three
1: six. Sorry. But you you can't because it won't uh, fit. So yeah, in the namespace so you have re- to reuse them. It's gotcha. a lot easier to reuse uh, PIDs that no longer exist that already happened.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Yep. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well. Um on the heels on the heels of our GitHub issues, we of course always have the Pull Request Plus Ones. Pull request plus ones are where we sell out well wishes and acknowledgments of awesomeness to other people and tech organizations. Who gets our first plus one this week, Tyler?
2: Uh first you if you
1: change the music. <laughs> Cause Stacy's on deck. Yeah. <laughs> Be sure to take your addresses. And buy your DJ drink. <laughs> All
2: right. Now that uh, okay. this is a little class classier than Strip to music. There we go. Uh, the internet and whoever is behind this uh, Equifax, Equifax chatbot is the first plus one of the week, guys. Um, chatbot lets next- you
0: sue Equifax for up to $25,000 without a lawyer.
2: That's right. Go on time. It's a very minimalistic web page. I don't
0: know if you guys got a chance to check it out. My browser is not pulling it up. No, I haven't. Uh, very nice. I'm liking this. Cha-cha. here we go. Uh, do not pay-search-master.herokuapp.com. What can I help you with? Suing... Oh, here we go. What can I help you with? Automatically sue Equifax for $25,000. Let's click it.
2: <laughs> Learn more.
0: Oh, no. This, see, this is how my phone number gets compromised. This is how my phone
2: number gets compromised. <laughs> it only doesn't do New anything. York, California, and it says other states. Let's see other states.
0: It's not. It's not actually doing anything.
1: Yeah, it does. It brings you to a Chatbot. At which point you fill in your personal info. And I don't see that I just went through the whole thing until it asked me for my personal info.
0: Do I have to? Oh, oh, I nice. see. You have to click the. You have to click the Learn More. Yes. Text and not the button that hover that highlights when you hover over it. Yes. Why? Okay. Greetings. Welcome. I am a bot a bot to automatically sue Equifax for five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars? That's it. Is
2: that New York?
0: That's New York, yeah.
2: Oh. Uh, go big. Let's we'll
0: see what happens if I click California. Up to ten thousand dollars in Cali. Interesting. Huh. Okay. Well, well that's a very good that. plus one.
2: <laughs> but yeah. Who we got I'll next? The Equifax battle. Next is to Apple. Uh this week, it's for blocking cookies in safari and royally angering advertising agencies. Um,
0: they're actually blocking cookies? All
2: cookies? Yeah. I'm not sure of the extent wow. to this but yet. Uh, yeah. So it's what? Really they,
1: want, to go, they I, want people to use I want local the note
2: first.
1: <laughs> Perception I, know.
2: I want to note first, though, that it's not that we're taking a stance on whether or not uh, well, uh, we like what, we're, what they're doing, but... It's interesting to see advertisers get tested and possibly disrupted. And, yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, Apple has tons of money, so them like you know throwing a wild card in there to see how it works out. Plus one of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I totally I totally concur. The biggest advertising organizations will say Apple will sabotage the current economic model of the internet, even though it's based on lies anyway, to integrate cookie blocking technology into the new version of Safari, a browser that nobody uses. It's a nice try, but <laughs> I mean. I, I don't. <laughs> so much relies on cookies. I mean, but there's also other things. Like, like Christian said, you could use. There's a fingerprinting library in JavaScript that you can put the hash into your local storage, and uh, that's just as good as a cookie. For sure. So uh, there are obvious ways around this, and there's even there was even something. Uh, there was a super cookie like that was made in Flash, I think, and that was even like, I mean, that was from years ago. But th- that's that, that's the length that people will go to to try to track you online, and if is just saying that they're not going to allow any cookies, I, good luck.
2: I, yeah, and what advertisers are probably also complaining about is that they're going to have to go back and update a lot of websites' code, and a lot of that stuff might be built around just a library that they just plugged in, and that relied on cookies. Now they have to go back, change that whole thing and then reinstall that to different places, and that's a headache. Yeah,
0: thing. interesting. It looks like the internet traffic in total might be going down. I don't know. Between this and Google <laughs> censoring a lot of stuff. Uh, here's, an, here's an open letter from the digital advertising community. Let's put the music back on. Uh, the undersigned organizations are leading trade associations for the... We don't need to like this. Never mind. Hmm. Uh, we strongly encourage Apple to rethink its plan and impose its own cookie standards and risk disrupting the valuable digital advertising ecosystem that funds much of today's digital content and services. Even though it's all fake. Hmm. Um... <laughs> okay what's next Tyler We've got another plus uh, We've got another plus one
2: ah. Finally goes to South Park Because if you watched it this week It will show you probably the most fun you'll ever have With one of your new smart home toys Such as Alexa
1: or Google. Oh you said it Alexa, define subservient Alexa, <laughs> stylus Did that actually so, work? Uh, if you yes. watched it the series yeah. premiere so this week
2: And go watch
1: it Tyler and I were uh, over at a friend's, uh, friend's place Watching it and they happen to have a Google Home. And so we managed to do all the things that Sapphire did with that Google Home.
2: It all huh. works. Yeah. Go have fun, guys.
1: Well, that's what
0: happens when you've got something listening to all your conversation and responding when you think it is, but it's listening for much more than that. So, I don't know. Yeah. But those are some really good plus ones. Okay. Well... Back to the show. Oh, we've got our usual, our three continuing covefe segments, ransomware, cryptocurrency, and Theresa May, and ransomware update. Uh, This is from bleepingcomputer.com, and that's actually the name of it. Uh, And where did it go? It is right here. Uh, And where are the... uh, I highlighted this, I thought. Or I did not. Okay. Anyway, uh, there's a new ransomware out that's called Paradise Ransomware, and they're saying that it appears to be Ransomware as a Service, or RAS.
2: Sounds really nice.
0: A RAS, Ransomware as a Service, is where a ransomware developer creates ransomware, manages its development, really, and operates the command and control server in exchange for a small cut of all ransom payments made by the victims. Isn't that how all ransomware works anyway?
1: Except it sounds like you can say, hey, I want to put ransomware on this person's computer.
0: Yeah, but that's what happens. All of these have CNC, they're all...
1: Yeah, but normally it's that uh, the person who created the ransomware does this. This seems to be, hey, I am some random person who wants the ability to put... Oh,
0: like outsourcing.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so you could like, set up hey, like
0: a... I
2: want to steal money from this guy, and I'll give you half the money if your program does it for me.
0: Ugh. That's... Ugh.
2: Ransomware the, as a service. That's, that's pretty hilarious.
0: Yes. And at the time, at this time, the I'm emails scared. associated with Paradise are tankpolice at aolonline.top. <laughs> that sounds like Christian's old email address. Uh, Edinsteady ed d- underscore decoder at aol.com. Okay. And info I at decrypt. All
1: AOL. Well,
0: <laughs> the other one was aolonline.top. <laughs> like, that's real. Info at decrypt.ws for website. Uh, at this time, it's not currently known how Paradise infects a computer, but you can see it by it encrypting your files and you're losing access to them. Paradise uses RSA encryption, which is much harder to crack. Uh, and works the, cross-platform. It, and works really well cross-platform. The encryption process is very slow, but still really does work. When the, when the ransomware has finished encrypting a computer, it will drop ransom notes named hash decrypt my files hash.txt" in folders that were encrypted. The ransom note will contain the affiliates and email addresses and instructions on how to make the payment. And I guess this is exactly how, like you were saying, you could abstract this whole thing and you could just have this meta business that just manages ransomware maintenance. And, uh, yeah, interesting. And this comes up with a, uh, it, it sets your desktop wallpaper to something that looks like it came from an Apple II. And it says, all your files were encrypted. For more information, read hash, dollar sign, underscore, decrypt, dollar sign, sorry, underscore, mm-hmm. dollar sign, hash, dot text. Is that, like, some odd emoji? Hash, dollar sign? No. Um, finally, the ransomware will write the RSA encryption key that was used to encrypt the victim's files to the, and this is Windows, the user profile, backslash, auth file. then that will be encrypted by a master encryption key. Fun
1: stuff. If you're a really, really good mathematician and you somehow figure out one other number involved with the RSA hash, you could probably figure this out if you were that good with math, but you'd have to be really, really good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um. Because
1: RSA is crackable if you find out it's this one other number you need that you don't have if you just have the public key. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Why do you think they chose RSA?
1: Because it's a very hard thing to crack, one, and it is very uh, versatile. You can use it to encrypt anything anywhere, really. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: don't a lot of. Oh, no, that's AES. I was going to say. A lot of computers these days have uh, hardware encryption, but that's for AES. Um. Yeah. Uh, so don't, I don't even know what to say. You, it's it's kind of hard. You can't just tell people, don't get ransomware, but don't do what I do and click links and email and download. Yeah, go to don't do your phone you so you I don't
1: call even know how friends. that happened.
0: I don't even look at porn on my phone. It's all those garbage websites you read on Facebook. <laughs> Women should just worse. log off the internet. Right. Okay.
1: You're, you're, um, you're safer with porn than those sites.
0: I, you know what? Well, yeah, because the porn hasn't hijacked my phone, even though I don't look at porn on my phone, so I wouldn't know. Sure. Anyway, uh, a cryptocurrency a update. There, I don't have. <laughs> what was that,
2: Tyler? He's got a projector for that.
1: We've got it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, Eric, Eric Olney's is the those nineteen uh, thirties microfilm on uh, a projector. Microfiche. Microfiche. Yeah.
0: Um. For cryptocurrency, I don't have much of an update today because we're planning a cryptocurrency episode where there's a lot of cool things to talk about. Um, but there was one thing. Let's. I'm just looking through my notes here. Um, there was. What was it? Where was it? Was hold on. Uh, it was. I'll just. I'll just have to search for it. I'm sorry. And this is really. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Boom, Sorry, guys. We're trying to I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Uh Here we go. Uh, Las Vegas strip club aims to use cryptocurrency for daily operations. <laughs> oh, Talk boy. about booms and busts Wait, every which, day. Which, the adoption which, of
1: Bitcoin. Which strip club? Which cryptocurrency? Can...
0: <laughs> Are you going to book a flight right now? No, I'm going. Uh, Las I'm, Vegas. I am going to
1: Vegas in November though for oh, AWS. Oh um <laughs> the market's are, it's, gonna crap. It's a tech conference. So. Chances are somebody's gonna uh, ask if people want to go.
0: Every day, the adoption of Bitcoin increases thanks to people talking about it. The nightwear industry, nightwear, in- interesting. The nightwear industry for men has lagged behind. Wait, nightwear recently,
1: spelled wear spelled how? W E A R. Like you wear it.
0: Really. The nightwear industry for men has not lagged behind. Recently oh, unveiled a it. Las Vegas-based business called the Legends Room Strip Club <clears throat> that will soon be using and receiving cryptocurrencies for its day-to-day operations. The owner of the – here it is. Christian, you're typing this down. The owner of the <laughs> Legends Room, L-E-G-E-N-O. Uh His name is uh, – it's uh, uh, Mike Grabowski. Oh, is that your brother?
1: That is my brother's name.
0: Wow.
1: Really? He owns the <laughs>
0: Cryptocurrency Strip Club in Las Vegas, and,
1: and you can probably go movie. there I mean, for free. Mike is a very a popular first name, and Grabowski <laughs> is like Smith for Polish people, but...
0: <laughs> no, his, the, the real guy's name is Nick Blomgren, Okay, that is, and he explains that his club seeks to catch the attention of technology enthusiasts. This gentleman's club opens at the end of May and plans to accept Bitcoin for services such as private dances and drinks.
1: And a little est- bit more too. Exactly, <laughs> the
0: establishment has a Bitcoin ATM. We should call that a B-T-C-T-M.
2: B-T-M. BTM,
1: in the well, lobby. That sounds like an involved sex booth if you acronym. Well, you are at a strip club. I mean, that, 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 uh, that's the point.
2: I, I want to see that place when the market crashes. <laughs> well,
0: the Bitcoin's thing is, is that down. the Legends Room. Uh, all the girls I'm going oh, to <laughs> Well, the thing is, is, that the Legend Room has created its own cryptocurrency called LGD, and it's built on Ethereum. It has its own digital wallet. Users use will be able to purchase Bitcoin from the lobby. You know what this is? This is Disney dollars. Hmm. It's a whopper this coin. Is... It's like yeah, exactly. It's actually it may, I don't want to say less useful than a whopper, whopper coin because it might be, it's
1: it might not be. Probably but... more useful, honestly.
0: Unless unless it's the, the strippers like whopper hamburgers. <laughs> I don't know which one of us you laughed at, but I'll, I'll claim that victory. Um, that, that was for I, I, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see, there's a VIP membership, Christian. Uh, can only be purchased with LGD tokens. Gives members private access to an area created for celebrities and famous athletes.
1: I'm not one of those, so I don't No, know but
0: you know. can, I don't know. You might want to do VIP in the Bitcoin strip club. Anyway, <clears throat> okay. It's
2: perhaps VIP...
0: that's funny Um, okay and now something that of course we always like to talk about how (laughs) Theresa May have the internet she didn't do anything this week uh, and there wasn't actually anything in England but there was something in another country in the EU in Turkey and this is not exactly a, a big stretch because of Theresa May, because a new legal, well, what happened was, take a, take a breath, 75,000 people were arrested for downloading an encrypted messaging app called Bylock, with a Y, B-Y-L-O-C-K, in Turkey. And That's a um, lot of people. Uh, Turkey arrested uh-huh. 75,000 people for downloading this app, and a new legal opinion has come out of the U.K., much like when someone inserts a quarter into Street Fighter and it says, A new challenger has entered the arena. Hmm. And uh, that's uh, someone in some—the chief lawyer—no, I don't know what that is. Some guy. the uh, Two Bedford Row chambers states that the arrest carried out as a result of—that uh, the result—sorry. Uh, the, result, the arrests are violations of European conventions on human rights. And uh, that's... I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens when a court in England or lawyers in England say that something that happened in Turkey is not kosher for the EU a, or an organization that England wants to leave. And I don't know. Do you guys have any... I just Thoughts? want to
2: know if the punishment would be worse or less for someone downloading Grinder in that same country.
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably That's equal. a good point. Probably uh, probably equal. I don't
2: think. I don't think. Gay, I don't know. Maybe more than arrested in Turkey.
0: I don't know. Yeah. No. No. I don't no, think nah. grinding's
2: cool but... in Turkey, according to the law. No sausage
0: <laughs> in Turkey. <laughs> well, if the I arrest had to came guess, in the. <laughs> <laughs> The arrest came in the wake of a failed coup in Turkey which was put down by force's
1: lawyer uh sorry oh, well, that law- sounds, loyal that sounds like it's more than just downloading map well, map. And-
0: yeah well hold on it sounds like there might be another country that's behind this like powers, excuse me. Uh, the arrest came in the wake of a failed coup in Turkey, which was put down by forces loyal to President Erdogan last summer. Since then, Erdogan has urged the group, or the coup to, uh, uh, sorry, has used the coup as an excuse to strengthen his own, strengthen his own power base while cracking down hard on political opposition, opposition and all voices of dissent. I can't read
1: it anymore. Wow, it's 3.9 11.
2: I mean, he's basically running his own little mini Russia over there. It's not
0: too far away from Russia, either. Uh, this has uh, included numerous attempts to shut down online tools, which the Turkish re- regime claims were used in the coup attempt. This has included attempts to block <coughs> Tor and VPN access, blocking Wikipedia, some cloud storage providers, as well as blocking the Internet altogether in some parts of the country. Sweet. Like Donald Trump says, you've got to turn it off.
1: Hmm.
0: Erdogan... Uh, Erdogan argues that the coup was directly linked to Fethullah Gulen, a U.S.-based preacher who has re- regularly spoken out against the current president's regime. He denies this, but the crackdown on Gulen's supporters has nonetheless been brutal. This has included arresting nearly everyone in Turkey who had downloaded the BuyLock app, with the Turkish regime claiming that this app was only available to Gulen's sympathizers. Obviously, that's not true. Unless, of course, the CIA created the app and then was using Gulen as a way to overthrow Erdogan, in which case this is exactly what would happen.
1: I do know, this Gulen guy sounds dangerously close to Robert Goulet, so...
0: <laughs> but isn't Robert Goulet dead?
1: Yeah. But maybe he's yeah, he baked death and this is him now. Oh. You know.
0: Okay. What it means for the future of Turkey is pretty clear, though, as this legal opinion notes categorically: these arrests are a clear breach of Article Five of the European Convention of Human Rights, to which Turkey is a signatory. Such an egregious violation of human rights law is unlikely to extinguish any lingering hopes of Turkey, hel- or any lingering hopes Turkey held of joining the European Union. Unfortunately, whereas previous the world would probably have encouraged Turkey to relent, in the current political climate, Erdogan appears to be buoyed by the successes of fellow autocrats like Vladimir Putin and uh, uh, Xi Jinping in China and willing to stick it out. Uh, He is most likely confident that the international community will do little to nothing to stop this. And he's probably right. And that's exactly what it says in the article. And he's probably right.
2: TLDR, democracy is not going well across the planet.
0: Basically. It's sad, but it's true. But let's forget about that because we have our... Oh, yeah. I totally... <laughs> I, you know, I, I wanted to jump into the, the newsreel, but then I forgot the... Uh, the I've always seen it with what we're talking about. It's not like the GitHub issues where you could just dive in. You,
2: you know? can still give yourself some music for the next segment.
0: Well... Uh, the new uh, what well, we were, we we're going to talk about Apple released a new iPhone Apple's aspirational accessories Let's hear it From our news department New Mario presents News to you Cumbatino, California Beloved consumer electronics And former computer company Known as Apple Have introduced three new phones At their September media event On Tuesday The, the iPhone 8 The iPhone 8 Plus and X Two of which immediately Obsoleted by the third Why buy a new phone when you can already buy next one, the next year's phone, today? Introducing many new features Android users have seen for some time, and Face ID, while removing others, like a home button, has been a double-edged sword for Apple's fanatical supporters. Apple's iPhone X continues the irrational trend of skipping over the number nine in releases, despite its large amounts of esoteric and cosmic energy. So, what does this mean for computer security going forward? Only time will tell. And though many Americans are afraid of what happens next, we at least know the world still times, and the truth marches on. And that's why this has been News to you. Brought to you by Pneumonium.
1: That ending bit didn't make too much sense. This isn't really computer security.
0: You do realize that I use those, the last two sentences on. All uh, the I recognize. That's a, there, that's the point.
2: there was a reason for skipping over nine for windows yeah
0: mac os not wasn 't supposed to have a number nine they were supposed to go from eight to ten to x, but uh, the timeliness of the releases made them have to uh, have to poop out a number nine and uh, Windows skipped over number nine because of windows nine x and they actually, and like, arguably they already had number nines uh, i don 't know uh. Ooh. No, is right. there new Ubuntu release with the number 9 in it?
1: Yeah, yeah. this is yeah, 9.4. Yeah. Oh, okay, there nine, you go. And 9.10.
0: Because they, they have dates as their releases, and they're not just uh, using numbers. Yep. Great. Um, well, let's see. So, I mean, that's, there's not really too much to talk about with the, uh, the new iPhones, uh, because they're just that. They're new. What? The 8 looks just like the 7. Neither of them have headphone ports. The, the new one, the X, doesn't have a home button.
2: What features did they bring that Android users have had for years besides wireless charging?
0: Wireless charging and the Face ID stuff. I think you could already use your face to unlock the phone. And uh, a lot of eye candy from iOS 11. But what Apple always does is they, 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 they distill down. They've never been the first to market, and except for like the Macintosh. But that you know, really, really think about it, it wasn't even the first personal computer. So they distill down what the market is doing. And then they come out with an incredibly refined product that is the product of what all of these other companies have been doing. And Apple lets those other companies make their mistakes. So it makes sense that you know stuff is going to come out on Android before, in terms of features, uh, before it comes out on iOS. But when it comes out on iOS, it should be—I don't want to say it will—but it should be more refined and more and, and, and uh, more seamless in in its integration with the operating system. Does that actually happen? Uh, no, it's probably just a parody of Android with uh, different colors. But Android is really just a parody of iOS. Eric Schmidt was on Apple's board in two thousand six, and then uh, six months after he left, the first Android phone came out. So, think, Android
1: did not start at Google. Android was a company that was acquired by Google.
0: Okay. Well, the the point is it still stands. No, not, um, no, not really.
1: Those Why entirely separate? Android was originally created for cameras, not for phones.
0: What was the um, What was the G one? What did that run? Did that actually run Android, or was that like a Google OS? The what? The G one, Google's first phone in two thousand seven.
1: That probably did, but it was Android was already a thing for a while.
0: Right. Well, the thing is, is that I don't know exactly when Android started.
1: But, uh, right around the same time as uh, iPhone, just uh, it started out on cameras because it was meant for cameras, not phones. Then Google saw this and acquired them and placed it onto. Also, the G one was not Google; it was T-Mobile. But then Google placed it onto phones.
0: The the G stands for Google, in the G
1: one. It is. It was a T-Mobile on the
0: T-Mobile carrier, and it was made by Motorola, a company that Google purchased <laughs> later, but. It was Google's first phone.
1: And. It was the first uh, Android phone. But it okay. was not. It, it was not a Google phone. Google did not endorse the phone, it only had Android on it.
0: The point. Okay, well, anyway, that came out uh, soon after the first iPhone. It even, says, it even says right here speculation about Google's intention to enter the mobile communications market continued to build through December 2006. But earlier in 2006 is when Eric Schmidt left Apple's board. Mm hmm. And in 2007, iPhone comes out. In 2007, G1 comes out. So this idea, is ad, yeah.
1: this is, so all Google is like, hey, we, well, let's acquire somebody who's already doing this. They, it's a make-buy decision. Yeah. It's,
0: let's ma- let's, they've already done the internals of having it run as on, on low-quality low, uh, low hardware, low-end hardware. And then we'll take the goodness that Apple's using for their high-end hardware and put them together in some kind of equilibrium to make the most widely used operating system in the world. And that's exactly what they did. And your inability to refute because you're coughing means that I'm right. Anyway... Um, no, it doesn't. Uh, no, it doesn't. Um, let's see. So, yeah, that's, that's basically it. But, uh, I mean, the iPhones, they're just newer and faster. And the one that the edge-to-edge display. Why are they releasing an 8 and an X? I don't get it. Why buy the 8 when you could get the next phone now?
1: Because you touch Make yourself the most. That,
0: that's but, yeah, no, that's 19... why my phone got <laughs> ransomware. That's not why you shouldn't buy the
1: iPhone 8. Your phone didn't uh, get ransomware. It just got hijacked.
0: It has got hijacked. Sorry. Uh, well, here's an interesting look at the iPhone X, because... Uh, do they really say technological progress is slowing down? There are many critics oh. of Moore's Law. Yeah,
1: I sent you that, right?
0: I think so. Yeah, Check good. this out. Consider the 256-gigabyte memory... Uh, sorry. <laughs> Consider the 256-gigabyte iPhone X. Implanted, impl- implemented in vacuum tubes in 1957, the transistors in an iPhone X alone would have... A cost of 150 of today's dollars sorry 150 trillion uh, 2017 dollars, one and a half times of today's global annual product. It would have taken up a 100-story square building, 300 meters high, three kilometers long and wide. It would have drawn 150 terawatts of power, 30, time the, 30 times the world's current generating capacity. The iPhone X has 4.3 billion transistors with the B in the A11 it has 256 gigabytes of memory so that's 2 trillion bits each of which needs a transistor and a capacitor so let's say 2.5 trillion transistors and then you could buy 256 gigabytes of memory for $100 of which let's say a quarter is the cost of a transistor so $125 worth of transistors in an iPhone X how much would have it taken how much would it have cost you to buy a vacuum tube 60 years ago back in 1957 in 1959, you could buy a, an 8-bit Fister. wow, Pfister, <laughs> <laughs> 366, PH, uh, 366 for $65, $8, uh, so we say $8 a bit, because um, it would be, like, let's say it's $64, 8 bits in a byte. about 8 bits, $8 per bit. $8 in 1957 is $3 million today. No. Uh, $8 <laughs> in, in 1957 is $60 today. And $8, when I bought my car for $1,000, well, that's because it's 80 times less valuable than it is now. <laughs> or more valuable than it is now. $8.57 is $160 today. Sorry, 20 times the difference as a, as a share. I can only imagine that. $8.57. nineteen 8 whole dollars. It's $160 today. $8.57 is $320 today as a share of U.S. nominal GDP. I don't even really know what the difference is, except for the half
1: GDP Uh per capita. Look at the cloud speed uh, note. The ANSFQ-7 operated at 75 kilohertz. The A11 with six cores. You said kilohertz. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. And then, so the A11 has six cores, and that operates at 24 megahertz.
0: Twenty-four megahertz.
1: So that's already six concurrent uh, operations. It's A
0: twenty-four megahertz processor?
1: Oh yeah, for mobile that's pretty standard.
0: Huh? But I mean, oh, because I But how Mo- does it traditionally do mobile the does, stuff? M-
1: traditionally mobile does more cores but uh, slower clock speed to avoid. Well, I remember eating.
0: having like a like a six hundred megahertz Dell Axum in nineteen in two thousand
1: four. But that's a uh, a desktop or a laptop. No, that-, that
0: was a PDA. You sure? Yes, I'm very sure. I
1: I, I realize. Look up the Dell Axim X. I realize you're sure of that. I'm saying the clock speed part because that's yes. It was like 624
0: megahertz, 64 megs of RAM, and Wi-Fi in 2004, and Bluetooth, running Windows Mobile Six. And I had a collapsible keyboard that plugged into the bottom because I didn't have a laptop, so I figured that would be some kind of halfway between nothing and a laptop.
1: in order to make things smaller uh, and still dissipate heat, you got to go with the lower clock speed. But 24
0: yes. megahertz? Can you like? How does it, how does anything even work at 24 well, let's megahertz? Let's
1: fact check this then. Uh,
0: can I beat you to it? It has uh, 64-bit, uh, six-core CPU two high performance cores it doesn't even have, I don't know if they published the clock speed anywhere A11 also includes a, a dedicated neural network hardware that Apple calls a neural engine which can perform up to 600 billion <laughs> operations per second uh I don't know
1: let's see I don't think it's 24 megahertz um It has a weird instruction set. Um, yeah, it's not showing me... It's got a weird... I t- don't... I don't. Because Apple
0: usually hear. doesn't publish uh, clock speeds on their phones. Because they don't like people comparing against that. They, they didn't like doing that with the Macintoshes either.
2: Yeah, because the processor speed was different somehow. Well, yeah. yeah no, they, it was different, but they...
1: Because this way they didn't have to include fans, or could go with smaller fans, et cetera, and all this.
0: Well, and the other thing is, is that uh, a power PC at 66 megahertz was just as fast as an Intel Pentium 100.
2: Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's true. It's, it it uh, just it looked different on a stat sheet for sure, but it's like oh, in the wild, these things run about the same.
0: Right, and that's why they don't like people comparing clock speeds. So. Well, a
1: lot of that was yeah. because you could do things like more cores in one chip than the other, or they were doing things at the uh, uh, optimizations in the software layers.
0: No, that was, this was before then. Anyway, we're running short on time because we wanted to do a Just the Basics episode this week where we just talk about the stuff that we talk about in the beginning of, usual, of, of full pull request episodes. And, uh, this time we have a little bit of a couple more minutes to breathe, so we're not in- entirely rushed from thing to thing to thing, even though we have spent about an hour so far. Um, I wanted to touch on, really quickly, some fallout from the Equifax, uh, uh, hacks last week. Tyler already mentioned, uh, one of them earlier. And, uh, when I don't open things in order on my computer, it's exactly why the... Okay, here we go. Um, so from... So, here Uh, let's see. From Wired... They have an article, Equifax officially has no excuse, because the breach happened mm-hmm. because of unpatched software that all of the makers of the software, or et- makers of any software, say, update, update, update. If there's a patch, patch your stuff. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, and bad e- things will
1: happen. Equifax, uh, according to the patch organization, was a year behind on patches.
0: Uh, they said March to May. Equifax has confirmed that the attackers entered its system in mid-May through well, that, a web application vulnerability that had a patch available in March.
1: That, Yes, so that specific patch, but the version of, the, uh, of Struts that they were running was a year oh, old. Oh, it was old. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing was they had uh, an outsourced company to Argentina where the uh, the username and password to get into their back office content manager was admin and admin.
1: Well, yeah, the, your first and mistake then, was outsourcing
0: well, okay, but the other thing is, whoever made this needs to go to jail because once they once it, once you type in admin and admin into this, it was not even uh, what is it? Equifax outsourced their security to uh, Hold Security LLC in Milwaukee, and then they had. Oh no, sorry, no, I take that back. I misread it. Uh, Hold Security in Milwaukee uh, did a post mortem of the breach. I take that back. Equifax ha- had directly employed Argentinians to handle stuff down there, and uh, I know, and, uh, and in their portal, they just had admin and admin as the, as the username and password. Once you get in, you can see a whole list of all of equifax 's employees in Argentina, including their names and email addresses and If you right click on those uh, on the list on an employee and hit edit, you can see their password in plain text.
1: Hmm. I also love how in this article, they took the Evil Corp. E from Mr. Robot and made it uh, Equifax.
0: That's funny. Um, Nice. What is it? Uh, A review of those accounts shows all employee passwords were the same as each user's username. Worse still, each employee's username appears to be nothing more than their last name or a combination of their first initial and last name. In other words, if you knew an Equifax Argentina employee's last name... You could probably figure out what their password is. Awesome. Uh, Sorry? Awesome.
2: Yeah. But wait,
0: there's more. From the main page of Equifax.com.ar, the employee portal was lifting 715 pages worth of complaints and disputes filed by Argentinians, who had at one point over the past decade contacted Equifax via fax, oh, that's an Mm. opportunity, (laughs) phone or email... To dispute issues with their credit reports. The site also lists each person's DNI, the Argentinian equivalent of their social security number, again, in plain text. All told, the section of the employee portal included more than 14,000 such records. This person, whoever made this website, needs to go to jail. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That is, I mean, I know it's in Argentina.
1: They are uh, testifying in front of Congress soon, so there's that.
0: What are they going to say? Uh, we, we, uh, we, we, we didn't, uh, we, we didn't uh, update our, our systems because of uh, there was something that would have broken and the sysadmin said no. And then you'll hear someone
1: yell out from the rafters,
0: actually, we said yes, but you won't let us shut up. It's yeah. bad practice to run on software. Shut up.
1: Well, hopefully they get some expert on the other side being like, you're just talking BS, and everyone knows it, kind of stuff.
0: Well, <clears throat> I think what I think what's going to happen is because this probably personally affects a lot of Congress people. Mm-hmm. They have a personal. Uh, Literally, stake in this.
1: anybody who's had a credit check has some data on Equifax.
0: Yeah, and as we mentioned last week, you're you may or may not have been breached, whether or not you're visiting the site on your phone or on your laptop.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that nice? Well, um, let's talk about someone whose identity was stolen. Uh, this is fr- this is uh, from Bloomberg. My three years in identity theft hell. Uh, between 2013, when my identity was stolen, and this May, I tried to prove to credit bureaus and banks that I was me and not the thief. The fake accounts he created shut me out of crucial parts of the consumer finance economy. I was denied all credit cards, got harassed by collections agencies, and was told not to bother putting my name on a mortgage application for a house my wife and I were trying to buy. The other me, however, was living it up. Back in 2013, wielding I could use some music for this. How about, uh... What's some good, like, limited-up music? How about, uh, we got...
1: It's kind of misfortune not living it up. Yeah.
2: Um, this is a story of misfortune.
1: It is a story of misfortune. True. We
2: I'd could like, go back to the. could also go back
0: Fresh uh, the... Prince Bel Air. Oh man, I don't have that on here. <laughs> we could always just do one of the like. Uh... Tag
2: team back again.
0: Check your We don't begin. want music. On. People, me hit... I mean, you don't want vocals underneath while you're talking. Yeah. Uh. So okay. Uh, let's do the other one. The other me was living it up. Back in August 2013, wielding a driver's license with my name and his picture, he opened documents at four banks in two days and got a credit card with Bank of America. He hit the exclusive Delano Hotel in Miami Beach, he shopped at Whole Foods, he even sold an RV to some Texans online but didn't deliver it, then sent their $39,000 to Russia. There's footage of him at a Wells Fargo branch, according to an indictment filed by prosecutors. He sits there, posing as me, opening accounts. I got the first call from the police about two months later. It would take more than three years for them to bring the case to its conclusion. In the meantime, our lives kept intersecting while the cops and the FBI followed... Me. Him. Every time I'd entered or left the US, I'd be pulled aside, my bag searched, and let go for up to an hour later. Once it, once it happened on the jetway as I was boarding, more often it was in the back room full of other detainees. Uh, it's a nightmare that Americans go through any year, every year. There's another you out there living your life while you wander along the financial and bureaucratic wreckage they've left in their wake. Most people are likely to be victimized after the massive hack of 143 Americans, million Americans, that Equifax, Inc. announced last week. In that breach, thieves took social security numbers, addresses, driver's license data, and birth dates. Those are the keys to the kingdom, Bob Holland calls them, CEO of All Clear ID, an identity monitoring service. Once you know someone's name, social birth date, and address, you can go and open new accounts. I spent hours on the phone with Bank of America being passed around from department to department. I explained to one very helpful representative that I'd never had a Bank of America credit card. Thank you for being a Bank of America customer, she said toward the end of our call. I started to say something, but then had to stop. Here's what I sent them in the end. A signed statement saying that I was me and not the other guy, and that these accounts were fraudulent, and I sent an affidavit filled with the Federal Trade Commission swearing that I'd had my identity stolen, copies of my driver's license, passport, Social Security card, a lease, two phone bills, a letter from the Justice Department, the criminal complaint filed by the prosecutors, and Bank of America's own credit card records. It occurred to me, though, that if anyone had got their hands on that, they'd have everything. B of A sent me a couple things, too. I got a 1099 because my imposter ran up credit card bills, which the bank had written off. So that counted as income for me, and I'd need to declare it with my taxes. And there's more, but the music ended. Hmm. The moral of the story is to keep your information safe. Because we do a lot of things with information that we kind of just blurt out over the phone or we have somewhere. And it even says in this article, we demand convenience over security. When you have an experience like you've had, convenience becomes less of a priority. So you use things like two factor authentication, strong passwords, don't click links in email. You know, it's uh uh and 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 not what one trick that people like doing is giving intentionally wrong answers to the password recovery questions. So you know... Like, what somebody will do is if the first question is like, what is your, ma- your mother's maiden name and the second question is... Well, they wouldn't ask that, but... What is your you know, mother's name? What city did you grow up in? You would answer the first question with the answer to the second one. Because then, the, then it's an extra level of obfuscation. Uh,
2: Never thought of that.
0: Yeah. That's not what I do. Um, I use a very short password for everything, which is why my phone got ransomed. Or not ransomed, but hijacked. <laughs> um... Oh, this guy says one last thing. I got security questions much like those when I went to the website of one of those three major rating credit agencies to get a copy of my credit report. Entered my social security and date of birth. One showed me a list of addresses and asked where I'd lived recently. One was in Florida and the others I didn't recognize. And none of the above were where I actually had lived. So he was kicked out. And much like everything on American Greed, there's always a Florida connection. There's always a Florida connection. It's a... What is it? It's a sunny state for shady people.
2: Nice. So...
0: Yeah. Do you have any advice to give either of you two? About identities and keeping them?
1: Mm, Not really.
0: Wonderful. I got nothing. Within our last tantalizing news article, we asked people maintaining 90s websites, why? Hmm. I know this site looks bad, but it would make no sense if it looked good. Um, let's see. The internet of 20 years ago was a different place. A place of flash animation, O.J. Simpson jokes, claustrophobic black backgrounds, and the sounds of those dial-up modems that we all adore. Nowadays, the version of the internet has largely vanished, save for a few semi-abandoned sites scattered through the weeds. And when we say semi-abandoned, we mean people are still maintaining them for some unknown reason. But Why? To find out, we asked these people. Let's see. One of these websites is Zorotl.com. Z-O-R-O-T-L.com. And this website looks pretty advanced for the 90s. It's got like a left navigation, background colors. Uh, I thought this was going to be... Oh, I thought this was going to be an interview. Oh, it is an interview. I'm misreading this. Um, Okay, I'm sorry. The, uh. Oh! Uh, Celestino Giannotti is the clip director for Eiffel 65's timeless classic, Blue. You know that song from the late 90s, just like this website. The blue... Oh, sure.
1: Yeah. So the guy
0: that made... He, the clip director for that band made this website, Uh And it's, uh, he's the uh, iconic blue alien, Zeradl, as well as the webmaster for its site. We spoke to Celestino from his home in Italy. How about... Which one of you wants to play one of these people? Christian does. It's Christian... Is Christian getting something?
1: No, it should be. But uh... okay, we'll go through this quickly.
0: Uh, hey, Celestino, why are you still maintaining an 18-year-old website for that alien thing from that song that people don't know about? Wait, anymore? is
1: that him? I really hope it's him in that picture.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's actually him in the picture. He's not. He doesn't look like that anymore. Anyway, what does Celestino say? What? Hey, Celestino, why are you maintaining an 18-year-old website for that, for that alien thing from Blue?
1: It's a piece of history, so for me, it's important oh to continue <laughs> sharing it. It's not expensive for me to maintain, and as someone who previously made music videos and is now making video games, people are able to recognize my work when I propose myself for new jobs. I'm not sure if it's relevant for the people, but it is for me. Celestino, you know, Blue was such a hit when it
0: came out. Why did you create a whole website for the characters, Rottle?
1: We wanted to grow the character into so- something more. There was another video we used Rottle in. The follow-up to Blue was called I Wanna Be. Green." So we built this story about it, but unfortunately back then we were too young to manage a business like that, and the project didn't grow as expected...
0: Gotcha. Well, you see, this website is kind of like a portfolio. If that's the case, why not update it?
1: I don't want it to look better. It would make no sense if it looked good. It's not like I'm a web developer, so I don't need to showcase my designing skills. It's a time capsule. Some people can identify me and my work. If I wanted to do another video with the blue alien, okay, I'd start with a new website but I won't delete this one.
0: <laughs> Very good. Let's move on to our next internet celebrity from the past. He's, some, he's someone that actually is still around, and he writes rants online. His name is Maddox. Maddox is a former programmer from a telemarketing company before he became a blogger and best-selling author, as well as a one-time appearer on Penn & Teller's show called Bullshit. Uh, he's been running an independent website, maddox.xmission.com, since 97. Tyler, why don't you take this one? Hey, Maddox, let's start with your ancient site. Why are you still running it?
2: It's the genesis of everything I've ever done. It's my outlet, my catharsis, and people are still following my content. I've got a reach of half a million fans every time I post something, but more importantly, I'm still getting hate mail.
0: But you know it looks gross, right? I mean, like, why wouldn't you just make a Squarespace site like everyone else is doing?
2: I know my website looks like poop, but its only purpose is to deliver articles to the viewer. That's the purpose of a website. Google has the ethos. <laughs> right. has they that definitely ethos. do. My website has that ethos. There are millions of websites that look better than mine, but they don't get any traffic.
0: He's probably saved a lot of money, too, by not actually making a modern website, given the scale.
1: Yeah. I really how hope have it's Stubman on this later.
0: How do you think the Internet has changed since you started, Maddox? Uh,
2: the Internet has changed due to social media, which is bad because it means people are posting on things that aren't uh, net neutral, like Facebook. But the worst thing about social media is that it's, a given, it's given everyone a voice, which is terrible. Uh, everyone's <laughs> voice now has the same amount of words, so your aunt's crappy opinion is treated the same as the New York Times. It's like going to a pharmacy and having a wide variety of medicine uh, on offer, but also some poison.
0: Gotcha. Let's move on to Nick Moreau. And if, uh, if Christian is done using getting food from the fridge or whatever, do you, what, what is he doing? Soda. Can you can you pour that really close to the microphone, Christian? You get a nice pour on that. Can you hear me?
1: Hello. Hey. Hey. Hi. Hi.
0: We're doing the show. I know. Yeah.
1: I want you to pour your soda. Can you pour the soda right, really the close microphone.
0: to the microphone, or is it a beer? It's a beer. Can you pour it really slowly, and close to the microphone, so you can you can hear it?
1: I I don't have a cup. Oh,
0: you do Oh, you don't have a cup. Okay, never mind. Uh, Nick Moreau is a 40-year-old stay-at-home father and software developer who has been updating the X-Files transcript website for 20 years. And I guess this is also taking about 20 years off. Hmm. Why don't you take this one, Christian? So, Nick, why are you still maintaining an old website for X-Files transcripts?
1: Because there's still quite a large following. (laughs) (laughs) Over the space of 20 years, I've had nearly 1.5 million visits from every country, Minus a few in Central Africa. I I, I still get lots of emails from visitors all over the world, and it doesn't cost so much to keep up the website. People are still visiting, and I feel they expect the site to still be there. Do
0: people... Do you think it's still relevant, though? I mean, people don't even know what The X-Files is.
1: I do. I often get emails from uh, fan fiction authors who use it as a resource to get as much textual information as possible. People from all over the world who didn't have access to the newer seasons of X-Files have access to it.
0: Have you ever been threatened by people running uh, competitor X-Files sites?
1: You skipped one. Huh?
0: <laughs> I've been skipping a lot, Christian. So. Just one
1: email in December of 1999. What a year. And it was sent to Tiny Dancer who was the per- this person who ran the big X-Files archive based in Toronto. It was sent from a law firm from Beverly Hills regarding unlawful use of 20th century Fox property. They copied me in with a request to remove all audio clips, all video clips, and all transcripts involving the X-Files to publicly support an X-Files book that Fox was publishing. I replied saying, I've got nothing to do with the site you're talking about. Plus, you're going to just cancel that book in a month. And I've never heard anything back.
0: <laughs> and I guess since they canceled
1: that book, uh, he hasn't heard anything back.
0: When will the website be complete? Com- oh,
1: my God, complete. In its current form, I guess when all episodes are available to read. When that's done, I'll be happy to keep it there as a testament to the show. If one or two people were visiting a week, then that'd be different. I'd be more inclined to call it a day, but because I'm still getting 10,000 hits a month, I'll continue to keep it up.
0: Very good. Well, thanks to all of you internet celebrities from the past. And I realize I should have put on some music below that, but whatever. Um, And that's it. A short episode. Still over an hour. Uh, I tried. But uh, relatively short show. And uh, do, you, uh, do either of you have anything to add?
1: Just that that book sucks. <laughs> Thank you, Nick.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, and we'll be looking forward to... Isn't there going to be an X-Files reboot? Probably. We'll look forward to your new transcripts of the rebooted X-Files. Hopefully in a more contemporary font. Later. <laughs> so, that brings us to an end. Christian, do you approve of this week's pull request? Looks good to me. Tyler, how about you? Sure do. Well, then let's all hit merge, and we'll see you next week, right here on Pull Request. This has been the Pneumonium production. The views and opinions expressed on Pull Request do not necessarily reflect those of Pneumonium LLC or its subsidiaries. This week's theme music provided by Pack. Visit them at V-U-L-F-P-E-C-K dot com.